Hey everyone, welcome to Scribe Book School, where you're going to learn everything you need to know about how to write, publish, and market your book. In this episode, you'll learn our unconventional approach to outlining a book. Your book outline is the structure of your book, so it's incredibly important. If you don't have an outline, you probably won't ever finish your book. And if you don't have a good outline template, the process of writing will take forever and your book will feel haphazard and incomplete. But what most beginner authors don't know is that the outline is really your best defense against fear, anxiety, procrastination, and writer's block. If you have good positioning and a good outline, the actual writing of your book becomes fairly easy. This isn't what you learned in school, but it's the process we developed to give our authors the best possible chance of getting their books done. And it's worked for thousands of authors to date. If you want our book outline template, check out the show notes where you can download your free copy. On to the episode. All right, book structure and outline. Let's talk about book structure. We combine the two because they're closely aligned, but we're going to talk about structure first. So scroll down on your outline past the blue section to the orange section. Number one is uh, chapter brainstorming. Structuring a book is a two-step question asking process. There's just two questions. What chapters do I want in my book? How do I organize them into a table of contents or into a book, basically? Right. So let me take you through the, the, the two steps. The first step is brainstorming your chapters. Let me give you some frameworks for, for chapter brainstorming. So the first framework is workshop presentation. This is my favorite uh, framework to use when I'm writing a book. Uh, because what I do is I imagine I'm going to teach, like I'm doing now, I'm teaching a workshop on how to write a book. That is exactly how the scribe method was structured is like, I, I literally sat down and I said, okay, if I was going to teach this in a workshop, actually I was guided author. Uh, we, we used to teach that as an in-person workshop, this stuff. And so, like I said, this is all the, this is the exact workshop, we, uh, 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 the workshop material. And so um, how would I structure it? And so I literally laid out, okay, the first thing you got to know is this, second thing is this, third is this, and I laid the whole thing out. And it's invariably, it's almost exactly a book. It's never exactly right because in a workshop, you can kind of open loops and close them the next day and you can do all kinds of different things that you don't want to do in a book, but it's a very close structure, right? That's my favorite. My second favorite is teaching your book to a friend, right? So imagine that someone who's a friend of yours that you care about has the exact problem your, your book solves and they're really interested in listening to anything you want to say. What would you teach them? right? I like, where would you start? What would be the second thing? What would be the third thing? What are the things you tell them to watch out for? So like, if you just start going through your book, this, those, one of those two frames work for like 80, 90% of figuring out what are the chapters going to be, right? What's the argument in the book going to be? The third one, this is kind of a catch all for everyone else is what do I want to say? Right? Because sometimes people, some and if you're one of these people, it's totally fine. Uh, they don't, they don't do well when they have to think in a structured way. So they kind of just have to dump everything out, which is why it's called brainstorming. All right, I, I want to say this, and I want to say this, and I want to say this. Then no problem. Just put it all down. Uh, write it all out in the brainstorming section. Then you can start arranging it, right? Now, the thing to remember for this is you're only brainstorming chapters. You're not brainstorming everything in your book, okay? So uh, real quick, uh, let me answer this because we get this question a lot. What's a book chapter? 
Uh, a chapter can be a single cohesive idea, a step in your process if you are teaching a process, or a single argument or position in your sort of larger argument, right? All right, now, below, so that's chapter brainstorming. Below brainstorming, we have a parking lot. This is part of brainstorming too. This is where you put all your really good ideas that do not fit into this specific book. Remember how I told you you're going to have to make decisions in positioning and you're going to have to leave things out, right? Parking lots where you, where you leave them. Because here's the thing. I do this all the time. Whenever, oh man, I, like I was just working on another book, another book, and it was like really good. And then I got an idea for a better book. And I, I'll never, I spent like two hours outlining this other book. I'm, I'm in the editing phase of this book and I'm outlining this other book. I'm like, this is brilliant. And then I'm like, oh God, how did I fall into the same trap that I tell everyone else not to do? It's, it's a super normal thing. So you're, any brilliant idea you get put in the parking lot so you know you don't lose it, it's still there if you want it, and then go back to, to working on your, your chapter out. Make sense? All right, let's take 10 minutes right now. Uh, I want you to, to brainstorm all the chapters in your, in your book. If you, if you do that really quick and you want to work ahead, you can. 10 minutes is not much time, and I'm doing this on purpose. I only want 10 minutes because then you can't get stuck in your head. And uh, most people, if, you, if they have to do things fast, they kind of get to the core. But if you give them too much time, they start spinning in circles. So 10 minutes max. Step two, create a table of contents from your chapters. So if you look down part two in the orange, it has like just a, a format. It's got 10 chapters. You don't have to use 10. You can use less or more. I just put 10 because that's the, the, our base numerical system is base 10. So I use 10. Um, the ta table of contents is nothing more than the chapters in order with a thesis sentence explaining each, right? So this is about what it should look like when you're done. Chapter one, politics and a sentence. Chapter two, blind spots and a sentence. Exactly like that. That's it. Very, very simple, very straightforward, right? Now, a thesis sentence is literally just a summary of what the chapter is about. That's it. So, Chapter one, politics. Politics causes all sorts of problems and prevents focus on what matters, and you need to deal with politics even though you don't want to. Okay, I know what the chapter's about. Chapter two, just like people have blind spots related to areas they need to improve, organizations have blind spots that hold back their performance. Okay, I know what the chapter's about. That's it. That's all it is. Let's take, we're not even going to take five minutes, or uh, ten. Let's take, uh, let's take five minutes here. Start working on table of contents. All you really need to do is if you can put one or two chapters in, you're good to go. That's it. One or two chapters into your table of contents just so you know what it looks and feels like, right? Um, uh, and then you can come back and finish it later. Next, we're going to, again, if your structure's not done, don't worry. I just wanted you to get a taste of it. Wanted you to get used to it so when you come back to it, you can, uh, you kind of know what you're doing, right? Now let's talk about outlining the chapters. This is the hardest part of the workshop, okay? But if you do this work right, you're gonna, it's going to make writing your book 10 times easier. Now, I'm going to give you a warning. We do not teach this, the, the outline method you learned in school, right? You probably learned this in school. You know, uh, big uh, point A, small point one, et cetera, tiny point I. We don't use this, right? The reason why is because the school outline method is about showing your work. You've got to prove that you know something to your teacher so you get a grade. I don't give a shit. Our outline method is about getting the best possible book out of you and getting it done. School's not about results. Uh, we're about results. That's what we, we measure ourselves based on if you finish your book or not and if your book impacts people. So we have three goals. 
for an outline. It clear, it's going to help you clarify your book idea. It's going to help you quickly organize your idea. And it's going to provide writing triggers, right? The whole point of the outline, once you get it done, like, okay, you got your ideas clear. You've organized them exactly how you want them in your book. Now, the only point of the outline is when you sit down to write, you know, okay, chapter two is about this topic. I want to write about these four things in it. And then you go. Make sense? All right, good. So let's go over the outline structure. So if you scroll down beneath the orange section, you can see uh, an example outline structure, right? And so I'm going to go through each, each, here's all the different points. I'm going to go through each one. Uh, the, first the first part of a chapter is the hook. The hook can be anything that gets someone's attention. So it could be a personal story, an historical anecdotes, a question to the reader, and any attention grabber, right? So from the book Consulting Economy, uh, I think the book starts off with, or the first chapter starts off with, I'll never forget the first time I learned that consulting was a job. And it goes on to tell the story about how he was, you know, like uh, at a company and then the consultant came in and people were whispering about the consultant and all that sort of stuff. And so it's like, it's, if you care about consulting in corporations, it's a somewhat interesting story, right? Now, tomorrow when we do, I'm going to give a whole section on, on uh, book introductions and conclusions. I'm going to really dive into hooks because there there's a lot more there than just uh, that. But I just want you to understand exactly what that part is. Next part is thesis. This is the same thesis that's in your table of contents. That's it. That, what the chapter is about. Put that there. Next is supporting content. So this is basically all the points you want to make in your chapter. All the arguments, the facts, the figures, the data, what your, your process, the relevant information that the reader needs. The next section are stories examples. These are the stories you want to tell or examples you want to use to teach the reader. And obviously you want to make them specific and relevant. Now look, we separate stories and content in the outline. Obviously, you're going to integrate them when you write the chapters. Like, it would be a terrible chapter of like, here's all the information. Here's three stories. <laughs> you don't want to write chapters like that. Uh, I'll explain why in a second. And then the next is a reader's key takeaway. This is the summary at the end of the chapter that lays out what the reader needs to take from the chapter. So we get this question a lot. What's the difference between a thesis and a key takeaway? The thesis is the argument you're making. The, the takeaway is the proof. So if I'm saying you've got to engage your employees, the proof is engagement leads to retention, engagement leads to better work habits, engagement leads to whatever, all these sort of things, right? Okay. Here's an here's a even better one. Uh, thesis example, your team isn't listening to you, which when I manage people, which I don't anymore, that was very accurate. The key takeaway, your team's not listening to you because you're not listening to them. Well, also accurate. <laughs> it makes sense, right? Okay. This is about what it looks like when a chapter outline is one page long. So, and I'm not saying your chapter outline has to be one page. It can be shorter. It can be longer, whatever. But that's basically, and you don't even have to use bullets if you don't want to. It just makes it easier. That's what it looks like. Okay. At the very bottom of the outline is the conclusion introduction. Don't worry about that. We're going to teach that tomorrow. Okay. Now, notice how this is, an, uh, this, is, uh, this is how to outline a chapter to prepare to write. This is not a chapter structure. You do not, uh, like I said, you don't do stories and uh, you don't do information, content, and stories, right? So why not? Why did we not put this in the structure that you would write it? Well, the reason is we want you to, first off, you really can't. It, I don't want to say you can't. It's very difficult ahead of time 
to outline your chapter in the structure you want to write. That requires, quite honestly, an immense amount of writing experience. And so there's not a generic template. That doesn't exist. But the other reason, because of that, uh, and the other reason is we want you to struggle a little bit with putting together your outline, right? And then we want you, uh, and we want you to struggle some while you're writing each chapter, which is like, that seems fucked up, right? <laughs> like, why would we do that? Why would we say, oh yeah, we, we want to watch you suffer. Well, who knows the story of why the butterfly died? If you know, please don't put the answer in the chat. I'm going to tell the story now. So, um, he, so here's basically the story. They're a grandfather and a, uh, a kid and the grandson are walking out. The grandson's like five years old, the same age as my son. And they find, uh, they're walking along and they find a chrysalis on the ground, right? And the kid gets so excited. He's like, oh, grandpa, I know you told me we can't touch a chrysalis when they're in the trees, but this one's on the ground. And like, you know, it's, it could be stepped on or something. Could we pick this up and take it home and, and you know, like uh, put it in the right conditions and maybe help the butterfly, you know, hatch? And the, the grandfather's like, okay, we can do that because uh, it's on the ground. But, uh, you know, and I'll help you get everything set up. But I do it on one, there's one condition. And the grandson's like, of course, anything, I'll do my chores. He's like, no, no, no. The only condition is this. When the butterfly starts to emerge uh, from the chrysalis, you can't help it. You have to let it do everything on its own. And the, the grandson's like, oh, of course, no problem. Of course, I won't touch it. Totally let him do everything on its own. So they set everything up and they get on a cool little uh, dangling rod and they have like a light and everything's perfect set up because the grandfather knows this stuff or they watch YouTube, whatever, but it's perfect. And so they wait and the kid's all impatient and a week passes and finally like he sees it start to move and then it cracks open and the butterfly's starting to come out. And he's so excited and he's doing you know, five. He's a five-year-old boy. So he, he's like, all right, I'm just, I, I, I can't deal with this tension anymore I'll, I'll just help the butterfly a little bit like just he's it looks like he's stuck here i'm just gonna help him a little and so he doesn't even touch so carefully he doesn't touch the butterfly he pulls a little piece of the chrysalis out he's like oh well let me help and he pulls a little another piece out and he pops a big piece out and he's like all right that's it and the butterfly falls out of the chrysalis and lays on the table and struggles a little bit and then dies and so of course the kid's like just inconsolable crying upset and uh, runs to his grandfather. Grandpa, grandpa, the butterfly died. I don't know the butterfly died. And the grandfather looks at him and he says, well, did you help it out of the chrysalis? And the kid's like, because he's been told, he always tells the truth. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, grandpa. Like I didn't mean to. It was, just, it was struggling so much. And I, would just, like, I wanted to help it. And the grandpa's like, it's okay. You're not in trouble. But now do you understand why I told you not to help it? And he's like, no. I, like You didn't understand. He's like, all right, let me tell you why. The way a butterfly strengthens its wings is by pushing its way out of the chrysalis. And so the chrysalis itself acts as the struggle of getting out of the chrysalis is the thing that makes the butterfly strong enough to fly. And so if you, if you open the chrysalis for it, it doesn't have enough resistance and it can't fly. And so it dies. And the five-year-old says, why the fuck didn't you tell me this before? <laughs> no, we didn't. You know, that would be funny. That's what I would say. Grandpa, what's wrong with you? But it's a parable, of course. The parable, though, is very important. We're here to help you with your struggle, right? We're not here to prevent your struggle. If we rob you of the struggle of working your ideas out and into a structure, your book dies. It won't be very good. If we just have it plug and play, 
But if you work through this and if you struggle with your ideas and you understand, okay, I think I say this first and then this, and then I'll tell this story and then I'll make this point. And I'll tell this other story. You're going to have the best possible chapter and the best possible book. This process is hard. There's no way around it. That's what makes it valuable. That's why you get prestige and credibility when you write a book because most people don't because it's too hard. Okay. Does that make sense? All right. So we're not going to uh, have you work on that right now. Probably where you are right now on the journey is right here. I'm so confused, right? But if you're not, then when you start working on your outline, you're going to get confused. It's just the way it works, which is super normal. Everyone gets confused in the middle of outlining. And then when you're in the middle of outlining, you're almost certainly going to be at peak anxiety. Like you're probably going to be a little bit freaked out. That's normal. That happens to everybody, right? To be expected. Uh, I didn't give you anywhere near the time to finish. And even if you do, like it, there's it's just how it works. Uh, all you need to do from here is keep following the process, right? If you want more personalized help, we're going to explain it tomorrow with writer's room and coaching. You don't need it. It's not like a requirement. Uh, it, all the info is here. You can do it without a lot of other people have. Um, but we're going to walk you through that tomorrow too as well. So there's, there's a question here about how long should it take you to create an outline? It might also be a little hard to understand. Maybe also how long should the outline be? I'm going to talk about that. The outline should be, um, you should not write your book in the outline. It should be relatively short, right? So uh, yeah, a couple pages, you know, whatever, uh, not a couple. If you're more than a page per chapter in the outline, it's probably too long, right? Um, although uh, to be honest, some people need to put more stuff in their outline. And if you need to put more stuff, that's okay. Uh, just don't make sure you're not being too anxious. But what a lot of anxious people will do is they will write their book in the outline. Don't do that. The outline is just a device to get you to writing. It's not the thing you're trying to, to, to accomplish. Um, and there's no way to tell how long it's going to take for you to do your outline. It depends how much time you spend on it uh, and how hard you work and how well you know your subject and all of that stuff. But uh, I would say at least two hours would be like if you're really dialed in and you know your shit and you know what's going in your book and you've got an organized mind two hours is probably the fastest you can do an outline i would say the average is probably three to five hours so four hours um is pretty good for most people um but anything over four hours and either you've got a complicated book or you don't quite know it that well or maybe you're down the wrong path or something uh but not always i mean we've had plenty of really smart people who knew their stuff well, it took them five, six hours. That's fine. That's how long it takes. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you got a lot out of it. If you found this valuable, it would mean a lot to us if you shared it with somebody who is trying to write a book. And beyond that, you can support the podcast by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay tuned because we have a lot of good stuff coming on Scribe Book School. Scribe Book School.